Blog Talk Radio. everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, she's appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine. The creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and Save a Seminars, she's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to Good Love. I'm your good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, and it is always so joyful to be together and especially this time of the year as we celebrate all of the wonderful joys of the season, getting together with family and friends, good food, all of that holiday cheer to celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, winter solstice, which just passed in the last 36 to 72 hours. It was two days ago and the energy lasts for a while. But what do all of these celebrations have in common why do we celebrate the return of the light at the time of the solstice well there's a reason at this time of the year the dark allows us to spend more time indoors and the message is to spend more time within in deep contemplation in the winter now, we don't do that, most of us. We're busy running around shopping and, you know, caught up in the holiday activities. But I want to invite you tonight to travel on a journey inward with us. This week and every week, you know that the key to good love on this program is knowing what you truly want and what you deserve. We have a mantra here. I want you to say it with me. I am worthy. Say that to yourself or out loud. I am worthy. And say it like you mean it. I am worthy and am deserving. Say it out loud or to yourself. I am deserving. And here we go. We finish that with, I am worthy, I am deserving, and I am so lovable. I am worthy, I am deserving, and I am so lovable. Holding that, holding that thought, holding that idea means you're holding that energy, and you know all energy is magnetic. You're going to attract all that love, all those things that show you and reflect to you that you're worthy. So let me tell you about our special guest tonight. 
when she speaks or tweets, people respond big time. We have with with us tonight author, blogger, Regina Cates, who has over 200,000 engaged followers on Twitter and Facebook. That's a lot of folks. What is she serving that everyone wants to taste? Well, she is the founder of RomancingYourSoul.com. And she's going to share with us a combination of wise advice, some fun, and some practical strategies for living an authentic life. And what does living an authentic life mean? Well, we're going to find out. Now, you can join the conversation by calling 347-989-0776. That's 347-989-0776. Click 1 on your phone to participate in the live discussion. You can also message us questions or comments at Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Brenda Wade. Now, my guest, if you could see her, I've looked at pictures of her. She looks glowing and lovely as if she stepped off the pages of a wellness magazine, but she says you would never imagine that her childhood was so hard. Everybody, welcome to the show, Regina Cates. Hello, Regina. How are you? Hello. Hello. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. My goodness. Now, tell us what you, when you said nobody would guess that your life was so hard? Well, I think at this point, uh, Dr. Wade, I am a reflection of the work that I've done now, okay? (laughs) I think that if they would have met me 20 years ago or 30 years ago, it certainly would be different. But today I strive every... Well, what was different then? What was different then? Because I'm, I'm, of course, very curious. Sure. Well, I was a victim, victim of my circumstances. I had an outlook on life that was I am being a victim. Everyone else is, is, you know, to blame and all of these other things. And I finally dawned on me, Brenda, that we have to look within to find the satisfaction, to find the love, to find the worth, to find the I am so deserving. And that's what I've done. So that's, I think, reflected outward my inward idea today and my attitude. Hmm. So what was going on that you felt like a victim? Because usually, you know, when we start feeling that way, it is because something's going on that is a real challenge. And everybody has challenges. That's what life is all about. And then we begin to acquire a way to meet the challenges, which I know you'll share with us. But what were you meeting at that time in your life? Sure. Well, it started when I was about four years old, Brenda, <laughs> when I walked into a southern church in the, uh, you know, in the south here Christian Church in the South, and I realized that I was gay. So growing up in the fundamentalist Christian ideology was not something that fit with my way of being. I, I was a little child that came in knowing that I was different, and then having to deal with that kind of persecution, which you do, I do, we all do to some extent, mm-hmm. was a learning exercise for me. It was one on how do I stay in love with myself when everyone else is hating me, including wow. the God of my belief. Mm-hmm. So that's my journey. That's what's documented in the book. How do we actually love ourselves when we have been victimized so yeah, and everybody, as you said, has had some experience of being victimized, whether it was a child being born knowing you're gay, which so many LGBTQ people do know. They do sure. know, hey, I'm different, there's something going on here. I don't know quite what it is, 
but it's not adding up like everybody else. You could have been born a woman into a part of the culture where women were oppressed, which pretty much happens everywhere in the culture. As yeah. we all know. If you look at the statistics, <laughs> right. it's still happening. Right. So, Or you could have been born a person of color, or maybe sure. you were born with some mm-hmm. physical challenge. Everybody mm-hmm. has something. And I mm-hmm. used to look at people, I'll confess this now, I don't know if you ever did this, Regina, but I used to look at people, and if it all looked great on the outside, I would assume everything was great on the inside. And after I started working you know, with people through seminars and private practice and all of that, I realized everyone has some challenge they are working with. So you, you met a big challenge. So this is a kind of challenge where people literally have lost their lives because they were different, quote-unquote, in a sexual orientation sort of way. Yes, uh, you know we're we're labeled all the time, Brenda, by a lot of different things, and and none of them really align with love. <laughs> right. I I was having a discussion recently with someone who wanted me just to come out big time on my Facebook page, which is not a problem for me. But it, there is a big difference in me being gay and the values that I hold. You know who I am, Regina. Being gay is only part of that. Mm. It's who I am as I walk through life as someone who really does try to reflect love. That's the most important. If I'm able to do that and 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 be gay at the same time, that's fantastic. But we have so many different labels that we place on one another, and I'm working every day, as you are too, to free us of those. Yes, to free and you us know, of those. I'm curious because, of course, I know a lot about growing up in southern churches. My family's from the south, and I used to spend all my summers with my grandparents down in New Orleans, and my grandpa was the chief deacon at the church. His brother was the pastor of the church. So we were held to a pretty high standard of what was considered excellence in the church. And Mm -hmm. with that came a lot of restrictions and rules. And I know that there was persecution for people who were, quote, different. So what kind of persecution did you face? Well, it's interesting, Brenda, because most of the persecution was self-inflicted until I was 18 years old because I didn't share this with anyone. I was terrified to share. It's not like I was black where I, I, when it was on the outside. This was something inside me mm-hmm. that I had to hide. And when I finally did share, then, of course, my greatest fear came true. I was put into a mental institution to change me, and oh, in the process, God. I was sent to a physician who sexually molested me. So, uh, oh, you know, wow. It, but you know what? I have to tell you right now, and for everyone listening, I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever. Who I am today is based upon me facing those challenges and getting over that victim attitude, Brenda. You know, it Well, it let happens. me just say this. For the people <laughs> who may be in the middle of what my grandmother used to call the storm, or are you in yep. the middle of going through the trial? It is important for you to be with the experience and with your feelings, and at the same time, you will draw strength from Regina's overcoming those things that look like stumbling blocks and turning them into stepping stones. But don't be quick to go, okay, I can't be a victim, because there are feelings and we have to deal 
with the feelings and with the experience in order to heal. If you can feel it, absolutely, then you can heal it. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, absolutely, and that is what I did. And that's what Lead With Your Heart is all about. It's the process of how I felt all of that in order to release it. You are so correct in that. We do have to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we, we do. don't feel it, we get stuck with it, don't we? Well, we do, and here's the interesting thing, because for so many years I told myself that it was easier not to feel it, and that was just a lie of fear, because when I did start feeling these things, the resentment, the anger, the blame, and all of these other things, that's when I was able to release them, because I was able to see that holding all of that negative energy was not doing me any good. It's like I was trying to hurt those people that hurt me, and I figured out, Brenda, no matter how much pain I cause myself, it will never hurt those people that hurt me in the first place. So why am I doing this? And that's what breaks the victim mentality, because I have to confess I was in it for a long period of time. Well, that's okay. It is okay because, you know, that is part of the process of dealing with hurt and dealing with trauma and being put in a mental hospital when you're not crazy is pretty big trauma. <laughs> Having somebody molest you who's supposed to help you, I think that qualifies as pretty big trauma. Well, it does, and and I I'm not laughing at that experience. I'm I'm laughing at this side of the uh, the equation that the work that I have done. I'm I'm looking back and saying, you know, it was not nearly as hard as I made it out to be. And that's what I want, listeners. You know this to be the case. When we actually turn and face it. There is, a, there is a process that we must go through. There is kindness that we must give ourselves and compassion. But it is not nearly as hard to heal this as our mind tells us it is. And that's why I'm wanting everyone out there to understand that you are where you are. Hold yourself tight where you are and know that you are worthy of being in a different place. Mm, I like that. Hold yourself tight. Right where you are. Sometimes I tell people in our our seminars, love yourself through it. You may be in the middle of something, but just love yourself through it. It is so important, so very, very important. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, Regina, I'm wondering about, how did you find your way out of the mental hospital, away from the, the perpetrator doctor what what were the steps that you took here you are a teenager facing all of this yes i was 17 years old and and i was very fortunate in that after 10 days i complained to my parents so much that they came and got me and i never did go return to that physician he had a reputation in the town of doing that to all of the women that came to him so i never went back i think that i was not subjected to actually being in the hospital for a long period of time and i wasn't subjected to having go going back to see this particular physician. So it was a matter of many years later, I think, Brenda, when I really looked at those those two incidences in my life, there were other things that happened that were more current uh, going through that. There was other molestation that happened and other things that I had to work through. So it was it was not that those two things defined my attitude. It was just a culmination at the age of 17 of so many things that had gone forward. And I did have to unravel all of those experiences. I talk about another book about having to actually go through the forgiveness process of all of these instances. Wow, but I, I want to 
right now, everybody's thinking, okay, I'm just going to forgive it. It's all going to be over. I'll bet no. that's not how you got there, Regina. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's not. Uh, there was there was a whole lot of process involved in that. And the most important that I want to share with everyone is self-acceptance. It was not my fault. It was not something that I could have prevented it, you know, when it was certainly when it was a child. But all of these other things, too, Brenda, it's important. I had to unravel all of the beliefs that I was being taught by that fundamentalist Christian church. That was part of the process. That's why in the book I talk about all of these different things that I've had to do. It was, certainly wasn't one thing. It's, it's a process and a journey that leads to the forgiveness, that leads to the release, that leads to the freedom. Mm. So... Give us a little taste. Everybody, mm-hmm. get out whatever you take notes with, whether it's your phone or your old school, and write it with a pen and paper. But tell us what are a couple of the steps. The book is Lead With Your Heart, everybody. Lead With Your Heart. And isn't that an interesting title for someone who's telling us about the early part of her journey being filled with oppression homophobia, molestation, people thinking she was crazy for being who she is. And just reflect as Regina gets ready to share the steps with us on how you can use these steps in your own life, on your own journey, your own overcoming. Go ahead, Regina. Okay. Oh, well, hold for 10 one. seconds. Forgive me for this. <laughs> hold for 10 seconds. We have a question. All right. I'm sorry. We just got a question via... Facebook, let's take this really quickly because I think this actually applies to where you're headed. Sure. This is somebody who really is feeling uh, depressed, and he doesn't give us his name. He says, I'm a 31-year-old man. I felt depressed my entire life, and I don't really know what caused it or how to get out of it. What do you suggest? Hmm. Okay, you didn't give us a lot of data there, my friend, but thank you for the question. Regina, go ahead. What, what The only thing that I can talk about, Dr. Wade, is from my own experience, and you might want to chime on on this too, but I, I considered myself depressed for many, many years because I told myself that that's what I was. It's not that I wasn't depressed, but I focused on that. And what happened for me is when I started doing my inner work, when I started getting outside of my head and I got into my heart, by by going out into the world, by forcing myself to do things that my mind was telling me I was not up to doing, by doing that, I broke out of my depression. That doesn't mean that everyone is going to be able to do it that way. But that's how I did it. Now, what I were stopped... some of the things you did that, that well, took you out into the world? Broke you free. Yeah, well the first thing the first thing that really helped was to really ask myself some hard questions like am I truly depressed or is that what someone is being is telling me that I am? Uh is it is it what is it that I'm feeling? What is it so I got in touch with who I am, Brenda. That's that my feelings, my emotions, what was not going right in my life. The first step in the book and what I did was question the path that I am on. How did I get here? Why am I here now? What am I feeling now? And what do I need to do in order to change this? Do I need to go seek counseling? Do I need, which I did, by the way. Do I need to join a 12-step program, which I did, by the way. What are the things that I need to do to address my issues and my feelings of depression? 
So I, I did those things. I also got out into the natural world, which really helped tremendously. I interacted with other living creatures, human beings too, but other living creatures. That really broke me out of my depression too. So that's what I did, Brenda. Maybe you want to address other living from creatures a like what? What kinds of living creatures? Well, well just get out into Mother Nature, <clears throat> into mm. the natural world. You know, just mm. go and watch a hummingbird. It's it's miraculous. And it when is. I got out. Just to go out inside nature, you know, we're all connected. We're all energy. And when I got outside of myself and my thoughts, because my thoughts were driving me nuts, which they will do. That's why in the in, there's a chapter in the book, Master a Mind That Has a Mind of Its Own. Because when we wallow around in all of that stuff, turning it over and over and over, which is exactly what I did, then I began to believe those thoughts, whether they were true or not. So yeah. the first step was to actually question, what what am I doing here? Why am I thinking this? Who put these thoughts in my head? Did I do that? You know, you, you talked uh, at the very beginning of this about its self-assessment. The greatest love that we can ever have for ourselves is to go within, Brenda, as you know. And that's what I would suggest to this young man is to go within. Ask yourself some hard questions. Go in there and find out what's going on. That's exactly what I did in order to get me to where I am today. I love that. I think that's great advice, and I'm going to say to the young man that sent us this question, first of all, the fact that you sent the question says you're open to something new, and that's a starting point. That's like letting in some light. And I love Regina saying question, because here's what I want you to ask yourself. Where did I learn that I wasn't good enough? Where did I learn that something about me wasn't right? Because we aren't born depressed. It happens because of something in our lives. And the minute we get to, okay, this is what caused me to feel this way. This is what caused these thoughts to start and these feelings. There's a cause. When you get back to the cause, you know, if you can see it, you can feel it, you can heal it, there's a progression, you're going to discover, at least you've given me your name, I, you're going to discover there is something that caused it. And the minute you identify it, you can now take the rest of these questions Regina gave us and say, all right, what do I need to do? Do I need therapy? Do I need a 12-step program? Where do I need to go? And I'm going to leave just one more little tidbit from my perspective, Regina, which is my experience and success with healing depression is if we tackle it physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. all four mm-hmm. quadrants, you will succeed because there's food you need to eat or not eat. There are ex- you know, physical exercise, yoga, meditation, changing your thoughts. And, of course, working on all four of those channels includes getting support. All right, I'm done. That's, that's what I'd like to say to the person, if you have a question or want to join the conversation, you can hit us back on Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Tweet us, Dr. Brenda Wade, or call us, 347-989-0776. All right, everyone. Regina, proceed. I love what you're saying. <laughs> well, the first thing I would like to piggyback on, on what you said, because it's so brilliant and so true, Brenda, and that is that we are 
we're spiritual beings on a great human adventure, and we have emotions, and we have a body, and we have an intellect, and all of those need to be nourished, and all of them need to lead in balance. So thank you so much for adding that because it is so true. I didn't just go out into the wilderness and all of a sudden <laughs> take care of my depression. It was a matter of immersing myself physically, emotionally, spiritually, and intellectually, just like you said. So thank you so much for that. Um, going back, step one is question the path that you're on. Wherever you are, if your life is is going badly, then I would suggest it, the way that I did was to look inside. You know, I had an epiphany at the age of 43, Brenda. I was sitting on a couch having a major pity party. No one was showing up except me, and a little, <laughs> nobody was there. Balloons, what cake, a shame. everything. Nobody came to the party. <laughs> it was a drag, you know, but it was the last one that I ever threw, and Something within my soul, I was crying, about to open the second box of tissues. I felt like the biggest victim in the world. And something within me, which is my soul, my heart, the wise part of us that's connected to that beautiful divine energy said, Regina, do you like feeling this way? And, of course, I I screamed out loud to, to anybody. Nobody was there except my dogs. No, of course not. Then that voice said to me, Brenda, then who do you think is actually responsible for creating the life you say you want? Boom lightning directly from from the divine into the soul and in that moment i realized that i was going to have to take charge of my own healing i've been to counselors they're wonderful i've been to 12 step they're wonderful i've done all of that stuff and no matter how wonderful the advice brenda we have to actually put it into practice and the only person that can do that is us that's where the self-love comes in for me. That's right. That's the why rubber I, has to meet the road. I love that. Yes, reason. ma'am. Well, that's why I wrote the book, and I spent 10 years doing it, and that's the, the reason that I do the work I do. That's the reason you do the work you do, because we really, truly, with all of our heart, want to help people make their lives easier. Maybe they don't have to go through exactly what we went through. As Marianne Williamson says, we can learn through fear or love, and I'm really about let's learn through the love part. So question the path you're on. Where are you now? The second thing uh, step is to start to think differently, which means you need to define success for yourself. You don't need to let the world tell you what it is because it's a consumeristic idea. You, you know, you need to look at what in, in your life is not going well. Do you need to learn how to set some boundaries? What is it that you re- actually want to accomplish with your life? What is your greatest legacy? The third step is to practice because guess what? We're not perfect, and we're not meant to be perfect. But we we have a better life the better that we get. So we're meant to practice. That means we have to master our own thoughts because our mind has a mind of its own. Yes, it, it exactly. created one day. Yeah, it created one day that I looked exactly like Angelina Jolie or should have. You've seen my picture, Brenda. That's not going to happen in my lifetime or anybody else's. <laughs> okay, but. That's an example, and it's silly, but that's an example of what the mind will do. That's why it's important to do that. So we have to practice. It's broken down into what we do for the mind, what we do for the body, what we do for the spirit. And then the final step is putting all of this together to actually lead with your heart, a life filled with heart. We care about our behavior and how that impacts other people. We stand up for what's right. We we stay present and we cherish each moment of life as the gift that it is, and we are the solution rather than the problem. So it, it's an wow, entire... Wow, that's a tall order because for a lot of us, getting to the point where we speak up and stand up, where we take action, where basically you flip 
the coin from I'm the victim having the pity party. And what you're saying, Regina, is we flip it over from victim to I'm the victor leading the charge, leading my life, Mm -hmm. defining Mm -hmm. for myself. This is a very high call. And for a lot of people, I just want to say this, everybody, wherever you are in your life, you may not flip the coin 100% right now, but you can start with some small steps. And I'll go back to the question that we got from our friend who sent in that he's been feeling depressed all of his life. You could start tonight with, okay, I listened to this radio show with these two strange women, and they're talking about questioning, and maybe I'll write down something that says, what are my possibilities? Because Regina just gave a list of fabulous possibilities. And by the way, everybody, let me remind you, her book is Lead With Your Heart. If you want more of this great advice, you want to grab your uh, late, well, I'm a big fan of local bookstores, so go to your local bookstore, or if you must, go to Amazon. You'll get it. And she's the founder of www.romancingyoursoul.com. That is her blog. Go to www.romancingyoursoul.com. I know it is full of great advice and tips. Now, here we are, Regina. It's the holidays. This is a time when we have more depression, more stress, more relationships breaking up than any other time of the year. What Mm -hmm. would you share from your perspective to help people through what should be a joyful time, but we know actually, if you look at the statistics, it's a challenging time. Mm-hmm. It is a challenging time. Uh, Brenda, I've spent many Christmases alone having another pity party, so I, I truly understand. I, my heart goes out to to all of us at this particular time. I think that the joy has sort of come out of the season to a certain extent. And what I would say is what I did for myself, and that is this is a wonderful time and a wonderful opportunity to allow a new door to open, and that is look for something different to do. Look for some way that you can be of service to someone else. How can you help? How can you get outside and do something that will make you feel a part of something bigger than just yourself? That's what I had to do, Brenda, because the Christmas holidays is is a very stressful time of year, but it's not designed to be that way. So for me, it was changing my attitude about this particular time of year to, oh, my goodness, I'm all alone and I'm so depressed, to literally getting up and going out and seeing what I can do to interact with other people. For me, Brenda, for many years, that was just going out to a mall just to be around other people. Now, I don't know if this is going to be helpful to other people. I think that we, what I'm trying to say is that we have to look within to find something that will give us joy. To yeah, find well, something. it makes sense to me because okay. one mm-hmm. of the ways that we do heal depression and stress is by connecting with other people. And I love what you said about connecting with nature. That will do it for you too. So whatever we need to do, here's the bottom line that I'm hearing you Just draw it out for us, Regina, very clearly. You're saying get up and do something different that allows you to connect. Service connects us deeply. You know, there was a study done 
showing that when people just do something as simple as tell somebody thank you or tell mm-hmm. somebody uh, I admire you or I'm appreciative of you, those people feel a lot happier. Sure, So sure. this season, everyone, how about taking all that light from all the traditions and recognizing that light is within you. Regina Cates, you have certainly shared a big, bright light with us, and we are so grateful for your wisdom and for your journey, for your overcoming. We need to know that we can overcome whatever challenges life offers. Now, as we used to say, because I know you recognize this, Regina, back in those Southern Baptist churches, at the end of the service, somebody (laughs) would say, all right, Rev, take us home. Take us home, Regina. (laughs) That means give us your parting wisdom. Exactly. Didn't grow up the way Regina and I did. (laughs) They weren't privileged enough to grow up in the South with all the good food, Brenda. Oh, my God. The the (laughs) thing that I would like to share is every soul is whole no matter how wounded the human being. I have been honored to be in the midst of people who have experienced things that are unbelievable and they shine with the brightest light that is available to all of us and i think one of the first things that we need to do brenda is to believe and to ask because when we ask we receive and when we believe we really do start changing so my words to everyone out there is you are definitely worthy you are definitely deserving and you are definitely lovable start with yourself and all else will be okay wow i love it all right everyone she has a blog it's www.romancingyoursoul.com and a book that belongs in your library and i'm a big fan of collecting wisdom teachings because on any given day, I always select a book first thing in the morning, last thing at night for inspiration. Her book is Lead With Your Heart. It's Regina Cates, everyone. Now, thank you, Regina. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your wisdom. Everybody, I've got a gift for you because it is the season of giving. We have a free teleseminar for you. If you would like to register, simply send us an email love, L-O-V-E, at docwade, dot com. The teleseminar is called Unchain Your Love. And if you're ready to unchain your love and identify the love patterns that have gotten in your way in your love life, if you're ready to grow more love, if you're already in a relationship, it doesn't matter if you are single, married, widow, divorced, black, white, gay, straight, LGBT of any kind, this is for you. You will learn something. And if we can see it, we can heal it. So sign up for that. Also, you can join us January 10th and 11th if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area for a live event called Ignite Your Dreams in 2015. 2015 is a pivotal year, it's mid-decade, and we now are coming to a balance point and turning in the road to go someplace new in the rest of this decade. All right, everyone, it's always a joy to be with you. I send you blessings and love, and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Oh, and guess what? We have a very special guest coming up. He's going to close out the year with us and open Next year, we have a two-part interview with none other 
the Neil Donald Walsh, the author of Conversations with God, and talk about another fountain of wisdom that we can drink from. All right, blessings, everyone. Good night, and thank you to LeGron Green, our producer. Thank you to Cliff Dunning, our associate producer. Love you guys. You're wonderful. Bye-bye.